Hello, 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 everyone. Hi. This is the Media and Color podcast. <laughs> that was that was weird. What a Hi. weird intro. It's a, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should be a voice in a Disney film. You know. What I mean? No, I hope you won't be. That's too much. Uh, what a way to start. Hello, everyone. <laughs> yes, this is the Media and Color podcast. My name is Obina, and with me is the amazing Bucky, as always. But today, today we have a little special guest. I shouldn't say little. I should say amazing special guest, Lauren from TikTok. Do you want to say a big hello to the audience? Hey, hi. Thanks for having me oh, here thanks today. Thanks for being here. Really, really excited. Yeah. Yeah. So for people who don't know you, Lauren, do you mind just giving a quick introduction about you, what you do, your background and all of that? Sure. Um, yeah, so uh, I work for TikTok. Um, I'm actually um, in the client solution uh, team, which is under the commercial team, uh, which is under the GBS, which is Global Business Solution. Um, so my day-to-day, basically, I just provide consultation to you know the brands, or the agency to help them to how to, you know, use their media budget um, as efficient as possible and then to achieve their KPI on TikTok. So mainly it's focused on pay media. Okay, okay. So you're where the money is at. That's good to know. That's good to know. Yeah, money lady. <laughs> Actually, you two have history, don't you? Lauren and Bookie, you guys have history. Please tell us, what's the history? Right, you make it sound, you make it sound like, I don't even know, like we dated or something like that. <laughs> Nah. I mean, we both, we, uh, I mean, Lauren's ex-wave maker, as everyone yeah. is, um, worked on the prestigious Xerox account, big up Xerox, OG, only OG people know about the Xerox account, that's serious. Yeah, OG, yeah, we are, <laughs> we are part of the OG, yeah. for sure. <laughs> well, awesome, nice. alright, so we're going to skip all the small talk and we're just going to get straight into the juiciness, the juiciness of the conversation, alright? This conversation came about uh, because of a lot of things, right? When we're on, we'll work on different plans, different media plans, different, you know, marketing objectives. And we always get this weird thing when it comes to our audience where they say um, they want an audience of, let's say, 25 to 45 year olds. It's just like a specific branch of of age. Um, But sometimes you start thinking, wait, do people stop buying stuff after 45? Do people just stop going shopping like 45 is like the benchmark of shoppers you know what i mean what about people who are over 45 who low-key have the most money right what is happening to them and so that's what this conversation is about age social media and advertising and this is why we had to talk to tiktok because lauren i don't know we have this conception of use lot that you're only for people who are you know toddlers not not toddlers that's too much <laughs> wait, wait 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 i'm actually I'm, I'm gonna challenge you i don't know i don't think we have this misconception i think the industry and society okay. might have this notion that it is only it's it's the only platform that can get to young people and it can only get to young people i think that might be exactly what people seem to think people who don't have the research people don't have the Ooh. inside track like we have today. yeah i mean I, I this is how i feel like not just for tiktok uh i think in general we have this like common uh 
misconception that uh, paid social or social media is for, you know, the younger generation. So that's why, you know, at the start of, you know, the whole paid media within the, the social media channel and everyone's like, okay, let's focus on the young kids you know, the the one that they have a buying power. But you are 100% right. Where Where's the other group that being excluded, which is, you know, 45? They still exist. They're still, like, mm. living every day. And then for some reason, people just think that, okay, you know, we don't have to care about them. But um, I, I, I think um, later, for our conversation, hopefully I can give you a little bit of, like, uh, myth-busting. Myth okay, myth-busting, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm, I love that. Meat busted. Yeah, yeah. Meat busted. Uh, <laughs> which is like you will find it very, very mm-hmm. interesting. I hope so. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So yeah, go back to your questions. I think um, I think a lot of uh, clients they start uh, you know as soon as they doing the media planning they are thinking about eighteen to forty five. I think one of the you know the common mindset is potentially coming from the mm-hmm. agency. First of all, you know, you have the media budget, which is, you know, potentially quite constrained. So if they want to, you know, use it uh, to be more suffi- uh, efficient, and then that's where they, okay, here's the, the target group we're going to focus. And also, you know, potentially it's a lot of learning. They actually get it from in the past, and then they will just, you know, use it over and over. Now, one thing I want to mention, which I've seen all the time, is a lot of the agency or client, they will use you know, the same targeting strategy from other media channel mm-hmm. and then on TikTok, which, you know, that's something that, you know, um, as a crime solution manager, uh, you know, with my team as well, we are trying to re-educate the crime as well because our platform, as you know, our algorithm is completely different compared to other platform. So that's something that we're over. We have been trying to say that, by the way, TikTok, yes, you might think we are just a social media platform, However, we are actually an entertainment platform. Okay. You know, yeah. So it's different. It's completely different. Yeah. So see, you you don't even know, right? Yes. The thing is, because yeah. I, I feel like the world is going into an interesting place, right? Because I think I went to um, a conference about TikTok, and somebody was talking about how yeah. TikTok is going to be the new version of. Uh, do you remember them e-shopping days where there'll be a TV show and someone be like, "Look at this computer. It looks." Like JVC or PVC, yeah. you mean like wow? For 49.99 you can get not one, not two, but three pairs of shoes. You know? Call today. And I'm, I'm wondering, yeah. what does that even mean in terms of like social media? Because Instagram is also did has that sort of shoppable feature as well. As a platform, as TikTok, yeah. yeah what exactly is the vision? And oh, you said entertainment platform. Explain what that means and how it's interacting with uh, the audiences. So I think like uh, in my uh, mm. personal opinion, and I do feel like uh, as a TikTok, as a platform, we are trying to, you know, align with YouTube, align itself, mm. you know, Meta, etc. Because if you look at the Meta, yeah, 100%, they are actually positioning themselves as a, social media platform while YouTube is like talking about Absolutely. entertainment consuming. That's where we would like to be. But however, obviously, you know, as a, a new platform like us, we are trying to, you know, try a little bit of things. And then that's, you know, the the online shopping is one of the area that we would like to try. We have seen the success in, you know, um, in uh, other country in Asia. So we would like to see where that is going to be 
you know, able to be successful in Europe mm. and Northern America. Absolutely. So that, yeah, we're trying out because like, you know, exactly what we said, if something is working, let's try in somewhere. So pretty much we're doing that. I think there's there, there's two there's two things I think are really coming out of the media industry at the moment. And it's, well, one of them is age old and that's all roads lead to content. TikTok obviously has that on lock. And the next one is all roads lead to commerce. Yeah. And, TikTok, and that's where TikTok's jumping on. So I think between the entertainment and the content factor and the shoppability and the commerce factor, that is like, you know, the holy grail of, I think, making a successful platform that has longevity in it. So I'm, I'm very, very interested to see, like, you know, how it goes and how it and, and where we kind of net out in this space, for sure. Yeah. And also one thing I want to add is, like, in the past couple of years, you know, again, another common con- conception of, uh, you know, people in general, uh, like user in general, they think that, oh, TikTok is for branding. Like, if you look into, you know, a lot of the, you know, uh, marketing comms that we're putting out, we are pretty much talking about, hey, TikTok, make me buy it. So you will actually see a lot of soft touch influence from TikTok. You know, how we actually influence people to, uh, to, to buy in their buying journey. But however, um, uh, you know, we are not like, you know, at least for other users, they can't see the proof point. And then that's where we are trying to show you, by the way, the proof point, proof point is here, but you just you know, haven't seen it yet. So that's why we want to you know, be a full funnel marketing a channel. Yeah, the branding is working so well already. Like if you're looking at the CPM, we're a lot more uh, efficient than other media channel. But how about the e-commerce, which is already working. We just need to show people. We just need to see. We just yeah. need to see. Yeah, because so- it's 100% working, I'm telling you. Wow, you, I could actually feel the passion. I could feel the passion. You've seen the stats, you know what's up. Exactly. On this one now, I'm just going to bring us very, very gently back because I'm enjoying this chat, to be honest. I know I'm a content gal, but, you know, media is where my heart will always be. So, yeah. um, but the main thing we're looking at here today is this generational advertising. And one thing I actually realised, we didn't even touch on the generations because yeah. I feel like we're all talking about Gen Z and millennials, although we're falling out of favour now, us millennials. No one cares about us anymore. But yeah. we're, so we're already ageing out into the into the, com, the the problem that we're talking about today. And so we're ageing out. No one talks about millennials anymore. It's all Gen Z. But above us, we then have Gen X. Let's not forget them. The baby boomers above them. And then again, the top one, that we don't even know what came before these lot. But the silent generation, apparently. Who na- wait, 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 pause. Gen Who Z. named these people? Which which, which person? I swear down, none of these generations existed until millennials. We came up with so much stuff. And I think this is another reason why um, social media advertising has been skewed towards the younger. Because it came up with us. So we were like, oh, we made this for us. And then the older lot were like, we don't get it. And we were like, oh, well, then they won't get it. And so as a result, we've then been like, it's for the young people, it's for the young people. But we're now, like I said, we're falling out of favour, we're falling out of grace. We're now getting old. So now we're ageing out and people like Gen Z, Gen Z, Gen Z, forgetting entirely that millennials are still here, as are Gen X, Baby Boomers and the Silent Generation. The Silent Generation, I can't remember why they're called that. It was something to do that they were the kind of people that, you know, just kind of shut up and put up. You know, they pulled themselves up by their bootstraps and they never complained once and they walked 12 miles to school, and they did all that. You know, that was that generation. 
So um, I think the main, the thing we got, we're talking about here, and I think Wavemaker actually, Wavemaker at Women did something very similar a couple of years ago for International Women's Day, which was, um, I think the theme was, are we past our prime or is there a prime? And it was this thing about, you know, why we stopped this advertising and stopped advertising to people above a certain above a certain age so what i'm trying to think now is have you got any examples lauren of any um kind of activities that have been targeted to you know older demographics on tiktok because i think for now and actually obi being a man in content this is actually a twofold question being a man in content how do people usually try and talk to um older demographics in advertising because i have an idea of what I've seen in the past, but I'd be really interested to see how this differs between the both of you. Um, and I might actually start with Obi real quick because I feel like you're a bit more of a traditional <laughs> media man. Wow. <laughs> I, was, I, was, <laughs> I, I was gonna say Lauren should do it first, but um, in terms of us, right? So a lot of the work I do is in partnerships, right? And so what you found with older de- demographics typically is that they're quite lo- loyal to certain publications, right? CNN them. They've had an audience for time and that audience, that core audience that they've had in historically is not changing. It's still the same ones, you know, Reuters, all of that. So when we're talking to that audience, a lot of the times we tend to do partnerships with those sort of legacy media partners who have had that audience for a long time. And what one thing I've noticed as well is that back then those were the legacy partners. But nowadays, who are the legacy partners? I would say like YouTube is going to be that next leg- legacy partner that we work with or um, I don't know, bus or you know, I mean, legacy That's is going to change because now millennials are going to those partners more than they are CNN and them. Yeah, because we don't really, we don't really like you know be into CNN and them man like that. Like, unless I'm researching, I'm not really onto exactly like that. So that's so interesting. I've never really thought about what I think are going to be the next legacy, legacy publications and legacy. Um, uh, platforms you know? and stuff. And the thing is, right, it's, it's the truth, right? New York Times, Bloomberg, Reuters, all of those sort of big names, right? When you're talking to investor audiences, business decision makers, a lot of them are 40, 50, 60 plus. And so they have already found trust and faith within those sort of platforms. So no matter what happens on other things, those are going to be their main sources of truth. And so that's why we end up aligning a lot with them when we're tra- talking to those audiences. And so to me, it becomes a challenge, right? When you're trying to segment audiences across different age groups to include like other platforms or new platforms like TikTok with implants, if that's what you're targeting. So anyway, that's my answer anyway. Lauren, mm, it'll be interesting to I hear like your it. perspective. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. So I'm going to pick it back what you said. So yours is traditional, no. mine is digital, and especially TikTok is the new kid. Uh, within the digital space. You'll be really, really surprised that uh, for our MAU, which is monthly active active user, our user database, almost 30% of the, the user, they're actually above uh, 30, 30 uh, uh, 40, mm. 45. Wow. So it's very, very interesting stat. Wow. And I, I do think that, you know, this is one of the, the uh, myth buster as well, because like, if you are actually not actively searching or doing research about that, you know, just based on the TikTok comment, uh, uh, conception, you think that this is, you know, it's only for the, the new kid. Again, you know, um, this is something that we, we are trying to, you, 
to you know basically educate the client. Now I want to give you a really really interesting example, which is like one of my favorite client. Like mm. I love them to bits. So they are the lead generation agency based in the UK. One of the biggest one is called MVF. Um, and then they have this like two or maybe three type of product purely focused on you know older generation, the 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 MAU we just talked about, the engagement rate is just over the roof. And then you know if you're talking about conversion, they are the they are the user that actually converts the best. Wow. So you know creative wise, it's very very interesting because first of all this agency they do a lot of uh, you mm-hmm. know creative powerhouse again. Let me, uh, you know, circle back. TikTok is an entertainment platform, which means our creative factor mm-hmm. is quite high. So that means you need to have a constant, have a really, really good creative to push it out on our platform. Now, they do this like creative powerhouse. They pretty much do, do it every two weeks to refresh their creative products like a hearing, hearing aid. And then staring case within your house, you know the the one that you know oh, the, the one from up, yeah, the guy from up, yeah, 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 okay, yeah. yeah. I'm, telling you, I'm telling you, so those two type of product, and then a vehicle mm. tracking, and then that type of stuff, which is you know demographically a heavily target older generation man works like wonder on our our team. I, I am shook and yeah, shocked. And also, yeah. I'm so surprised. How, so you're telling me right now that hearing aids and yeah. chair stair lifts are yeah. going like hotcakes on TikTok. Hotcakes. And then also my client got shortlisted to uh, one of the greatest performance uh, for TikTok award last year. I'm telling you. So this is like another level. So it's very, very interesting to see, you know, like this is something that I, you know, my day-to-day work, because I work uh, for Kia Can, which is entertainment and beauty. I actively challenge my, my client and my agency. Guys, think about, you know, you know, the audience do a lot of tests and learn because our platform is completely different. Our algo is completely different, guys. Like just do a lot more. Now go back to my, one of my favorite clients, like the, the case and everything, like, just smash it so much when we're talking about the conversion Mm. it was just insane so like we really like as an agency they were really really happy about the result on tiktok so yeah okay imagine so lauren Lauren, Uh, Lauren. okay so when i'm hearing this i'm hearing this and my analyst brain is coming up because that's my background data right okay i love that so okay (laughs) before i get into that first question um You've mentioned the TikTok awards. Is that something that pe- that's accessible to the public that we can see about, like, so could you just mention, like, what's the link to it or where can people find it just so if the audience are curious about seeing best and work in TikTok, they can find it for themselves? 100%. I can drop it off uh, later. And then, in fact, TikTok award is something that we uh, we started doing last year. Mm-hmm. That was the first year. And then uh, we are doing it this year as well. So imagine each of the country based on the category, if I remember, is uh, best creative, best performance. Um, and then each of the country, once you are the winner, you get to fly to uh, the Grand Prix. Grand Prix. The yeah. Grand Prix? Yeah. Yeah. Grand Prix. So, yeah. So basically one of the, the country and then you're going to compete with other country. That's sick. I'll tell yeah. you what, obviously, if you share the details, yeah. we'll just put the put the information in the footnotes or whatever it is, just so that people, people can yeah. know about it. Because that sounds awesome. 
Yeah, we are we are accepting submission right now. So okay, very good plug, <laughs> accidental plug. Um, yeah. Okay, so you said thirty percent of the audience are people above forty-five, right? Question here: What yeah. does entry look like for those people of that category, right? Like, what's exactly is the is the pool thing to get them into the platform? Um, and then when they're on the platform, like, do you have like a breakdown of the type of content that they are engaging with? initially because i can't imagine like my uncle like going on to tiktok to watch man doing you know dances and all that you get me so what's Wait. Okay? i'm actually i'm gonna butt in i'm gonna butt in because i'm not i'm not sure we can know exactly what's pulling people but at the end of the day the reason you can't imagine it I imagine it's because you're not them, man. I think what... I'm actually saying that you're not an old man. <laughs> but I genuinely think that, and this is genuine, just my opinion again, I do think that we have like, we ha- all have a misconception of what older people are up to. Like, why won't they go and watch a funny dance? People like funny dances. Like, why aren't they on there watching, you know... Um, cute, cute animals and stuff. They're probably on there. They're probably on there. My whole TikTok feed is full of self-help from TikTok therapists. Yeah. Stone's uncle and auntie. They're trying to find out what their generation generational traumas are doing to them themselves. You know. So I think they're probably on there doing the same as everybody else. Yeah, hundred percent. And then also uh, one thing I want to mention is like again another myth buster. Uh, TikTok. I, is like this. I think we should keep the MythBuster <laughs> as a as a re- recurring thing on all the episodes. Yeah, it is not just for dancing, man. Like I go on there, like I'm talking about, you know, like uh, a lot of educational um, content, you know, about pyramids, about you know, uh, planet and everything, and also you know, ASMR for one, help me sleep is like one of my gems too on TikTok, and then you also have animal. I love animal, and then but. Sorry, I just like mm. drive a little bit further now. But if you look into how they actually got pulled, potentially, uh, as uh, Bookie said, is our platform is about celebration, about full of joy, about be authentic uh, of yourself. If you look into uh, during COVID time, you know a lot of uh, grandma, grandparents, they actually got pulled in by their grand uh, childrens. They start doing a lot of uh, things together. That's mm. fi- family time. That's how they are like at the first and then they got in so it's very very important to not to disregard that part which is you know the mm-hmm. family connection you know mm-hmm. that our platform is not just you know watching the dancing of uh, you know other people and it's about joints and it's something that you actually you know would like to celebrate with but your family as well so i, I do think that okay, that's what i guess I'm uh, sorry, I'm just gonna. I'll, I'll stop it. I'll stop in a minute. But like, in terms of retention, then does that work well for them as well? Because a lot of these clips, they're gonna be short, really quick bursts, and that works well for like you know, people who have short attention spans. But for them, lo- <laughs> who I guess I, I imagine that their attention spans a lot longer because they're used to longer form content. You know, do they have high retention rates on on yeah. TikTok? Do they stay for a long period of time? Because I don't know. I think it would be unsatisfactory. Cool. So uh, that's actually segmentized into okay. two uh, layers. So if you're talking about the media, yes, uh, six to uh, 15 seconds uh, media buying is what we recommend. But however, we are no longer limited 
the maximum, uh, uh, you know, how long mm-hmm. you're going to put in as a content. And then also, if you're talking about, you know, like some of the content, they can be like, you know, a couple minutes long. So it's completely different now. And then again, want to go back to one of the really successful case I just mentioned about, you know, hearing A and then staring mm-hmm. case and everything. They are actually have the highest uh, retention. They have the highest engagement. They actually watch the video in full, even though it's a pay media. And then they actually, at the end, they click mm-hmm. on the ad. Mm-hmm. And they complete the whole full funnel. That's so, that's so yeah. funny because, like, historically, we've always talked about, you know, video completion rate and click-through rate being yeah. completely at odds. Like, you have to you basically sacrifice one for the other because if you click the video, you're not going to complete it. And if you complete it, you might not then click the video because you've seen all the info. So it's interesting to see that older demographics on TikTok are completing not even just short videos, but long videos and then clicking because that's mad. Mom's always trying to send me five minute videos on WhatsApp. What are you doing? I'm never going to watch that. Like I just watched like one second. I'm like, ha ha. Like what? So, yeah, I think it's interesting to see the fact that they will go. They will watch all of that and they will use all of that attention that they give to long form video but still apply that to tiktok so adds another dimension to it which is nice because like they actually spend time to watch the video to Mm -hmm. analyze the information and while for us you know even though we are no longer the young kids anymore but our attention to to spam is like probably a couple seconds if your page doesn't load less than one second Mm -hmm. you're like i'm gone i'm gone i'm actually that's so true i hate that yeah so they are actually a very very valuable user mm. in my opinion you heard it here first you heard it here first the youngins are good on tiktok but so are the those who came before us who have the disposable income who have the attention span who have the clickability they're also on tiktok they're here on social media bookie just turned into an ad for tiktok just like this <laughs> You're just a spokesperson out. Is Lauren paying you? What's going on? That's what I love to see. I don't even use TikTok that much. I'm not like a super TikToker, but I I completely get it. Every time I go on it, I'm like, why don't I use this that much? And then I'm like, oh yeah, I forget. I think, oh yeah, I'm just too busy just chilling. But I love it. I love it. Lauren, um, I'm going to ask you to do something for us and for our audience. I, I need you to help us in, in two different ways. Is that okay? Can you help yeah, us? Yeah, okay. I will try. Okay. <laughs> so first, I want you to help talk to um, our audience who are in the industry who actually work for us. And like, this actually helps me too, right? So let's say I have a client, like I actually have an, a client who's, they're an investment bank. Mm. And, and a lot of times they're talking to uh, business owners, old money, who are trying to like buy and sell businesses or transfer and all of that. Um, if I want to create a content plan with them and I want to use TikTok, could you help us? What is the mindset that they need to be looking at and how can they rejig their plan in order to better use TikTok to reach those older demographics? It's a big question, but can yeah. you help us? I, I, I mean, I can break it down for, you know, in, into a couple of components. Maybe I can, you know, tackle from there. So, for example, like if you're talking about the the, the bank, uh, what type of objective they are they are talking about? If you're talking about top of funnel, and then maybe I would recommend, you know, uh, would be a little bit more, you know, targeted based on their persona they have it in mind, or if they actually have a, you know, some test budget, they should be testing their audience on TikTok if they are actually new to the TikTok. Now, if they are actually looking to the conversion. 
like more focus on conversion, and then they should be more like keeping the, their target audience as wide as possible. Once again, go back to the algorithm. Like our algorithm, like some of the brand, like I swear to God, they would just say that the algorithm works so well. I don't really need to do a lot of targeting. I just keep yeah. Interesting. So you literally mean like don't, and this, this is this is really interesting because I think it goes back to like what people used to say about yeah. programmatic in the early days, where you'd exactly. be like, don't set your targeting, let it go out, and it will optimize towards who is coming yeah. towards it. But you know, in the in the scheme of things, a lot of clients don't really like to do that. Yeah. They just see it as wastage. They would rather set their targeting. But you're kind of saying in this space. Don't set your targeting. Let it go and see yeah, who's so consuming Yeah, so I, I think you know maybe brands and agencies again. Uh, they feel like okay, this is the brand that this is the brand. You know the targeting. Um, the, you know the how it looks like from other media channel. They literally most of the the brands and agencies they just migrate their brand or change the budget. Mm. They pretty much exactly the same. And then in the past, I can see that the creative is pretty much like not like native TikTok form as well. Things have been changing now. So a lot of brands and clients, they're using TikTok first native content, and then they roll out to other media channel, which is really interesting to see. But uh, go back to what you said, uh, uh, okay. If you're talking about conversion, yes, you should definitely keep it as wide as possible because... You know, a lot of stuff that we already uh, rely on the data connection. So we are already getting a lot of signal. If you actually keep the targeting really, really small, it actually restricted our, uh, you know, our algorithm to do the job because, you know, the, the pie is smaller. They can't actually, you know, target uh, people that who are likely to convert. While you have a much bigger audience, much bigger uh, pie, and then it's actually much, much easier for them to do much efficient job as possible now this is the you know more talking about tactical buying strategy now if we talk about creative um our platform is actually really really encourage uh creator and influencer so we actually recently launched um uh, two platform one is uh, called creative uh tiktok creative exchange and it one is called TikTok Marketplace, mm. a creative marketplace. These two platforms actually allow the brands and the agency to outsource, you know, some of the, the, the creative content that they don't have time to do it. And then uh, it doesn't really have a high threshold and then you can get it for free as well. But like mm. I'm telling you, so this is something yeah. that we want to be as a bridge between the brands and, uh, uh, and the, the agency and then with the creative. So that's how we work together because we know that creative is really, really important, whether it's from an organic perspective and as well as the paid media. So even though it's a traditional bank, there's so much stuff they can do and play around with it. Like just think about TikTok is a testing ground. While, you know, if you're looking into Meta or other media channel, they're so mature. Like you don't really have a lot of testing ground when TikTok, once you nail your test and learn plan, you're, you know what it takes. Like, for example, like my client MVF in the past, once it takes, it just literally took off like that. I love that. And, and actually, it's funny you say that about the TikTok um, creator exchange and the marketplace, because I've actually got a client currently, <clears throat> we're currently doing that. We are uh, utilizing both of those 
um, both of those things. And it's really, it, it, I can kind of attest to the success of that. I think the creators on there are fantastic and the agencies and things that we're working with are yeah. really great and really responsive. Yeah, it's so, also helping, no, uh, you know, uh, a lot of uh, influencers as well, because a lot of people, they, they, they do this for living. So that's something yeah. that we're trying to help as well. Yeah. As a platform. Oh, oh, oh. So that, I feel like that's a whole other conversation. We have to talk about influence We're not going to do it now. Not today. We'll not today. Not today. I'm saying it's, it's a that. conversation. Yeah. I have one more question for you to help us. But I just want, before I do that, I just want to build off of what you just said. So more of a philosophical question. Okay. When we're creating plans, should we have two different plans for ages that we're trying to hit? Or do you think everything should still be in one together? Just a philosophical question for both of you. What's your opinion here? Okay, would you like to take one of that? Take, take. Uh, yeah, I mean, in an ideal, perfect world, then yeah, I think there was um, there was a I was a, I was judging some awards not so long ago, and I think there was an entry where a brand had done something like that. So they had certain um, platforms for certain demographics and certain, I think even the generations, they went, yeah, so for our millennials, we use these platforms and we use this creative. For our Gen Z, we use these platforms and we use this creative. For our Gen X, we, and I was like, that's such ideal world stuff. Being, and I am a huge fan and advocate of long tail marketing. Even from university, I love long tail marketing. Rather than you know sweeping generalizations and broadcast and everything like that. Even with broadcast now, with you know the onset of like programmatic um, uh, um, CTV and all that kind of stuff, you can be very targeted. So I love the idea of being like this is a subset and this is how we're going to get them. That being said, now. If you're limit, if you're on one platform, take TikTok, and also we're already in a test and learn, and you already kind already doesn't really have enough resources to make you know one TikTok ad versus some of the others. I think it then becomes very difficult to actually, um, you know, pull that into real life. But ideally, I would love that, and I'm sure people would love that. It's just personalization on a hyper scale, addressability. It's what we talk about on a day to day basis here at WaveMaker. So, ideally, that's how it would go. But I do understand how it would be difficult, especially on a TikTok. You don't want like a, you know, an off the shelf kind of thing for TikTok. It needs to be bespoke. So you need thought and you need time and you need a resource. But that's my, that's my kind of view. I would love it, but I get why it's difficult okay. to do. Yeah. So uh, for your question about whether bundling together or sep- separate them together, I I feel like it's really sexy. But as a TikTok, we want to make sure your life is. You, when you work like uh, and manage the campaign on TikTok, it can be as easy as possible. So we have this like feature called sleep test. Basically, it's like A/B test in a hygiene environment. So you can mm-hmm. test your creative, you can test your audience, you can test your uh, even your beat, how much you're gonna beat, and also your buying objective. So you can pretty much you know put your audience in A and B test, and then just let it run. For a couple of weeks, and then once you know that in a hygiene hygiene environment, which one is the winning audience, and then you can just you know pause another one and then let the winning one keep on running. So that's like literally yeah. like time saving, very very for you. Okay. Wow, we've literally turned into a sales pitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. I think I don't even think it's a sales yeah. pitch. I think I'm yeah. learning yeah. so much, and you know, as a person, I have. 
I have social people in my team and obviously I know a lot about it, but I feel like things are coming out every day. You know, unless I speak to Lauren every day, I'm not going to know everything. So whilst, yes, it is a sales pitch, but at the same time, yeah, I mean, it's good to It's know. not really a sales really pitch because we don't have a brief attached, but it's more like, you know, how, how like me as a, you know, TikTok person yeah. to help you to do your job faster, easier. Exactly. And and an ex exactly. maker, you know the job that we're doing. Exactly. So who, who's better place? <laughs> okay, final question place? for you now. And again, it's for our audience. Yes. Yeah. Quick one. Okay. Now I, I want you to think about, you know, back when you were starting out in the industry. Mm. Um, for people out there who um, they've just heard about, in, um, you know, media and they want to get in and they hear TikTok is an amazing, amazing company to work for. What's some advice that you'd give to them entering the industry and, and getting a job at TikTok? Oh, wow. This is a, this is a curveball, huh? What we're talking about. First of all, we do have a graduate scheme. So whoever they like recently start out, they are more than welcome to apply our graduate scheme. It's actually acting as a rotation. They can try out a different department to see what, what they actually like within TikTok. Now, for our company, uh, what I love about this company is they just allow you to be yourself. Like, I can turn up at work every day, just be myself. For example, you know, my identity as a, you know, a queer woman, people of color, and then uh, they allow me to do so much in that area. And then if you have a passion about something, they just let you to, to run it. This, this is what I love about. So... You know, one of my advice to, you know, potentially get a job in, in TikTok is just make sure you be yourself. You know, mm. uh, we have a couple of uh, what we call buy styles. It's basically, you know, like how you're going to align with the company. For example, you know, always day one, make sure, you know, every day you turn back to uh, go to your work, you are thinking about, okay, I'm new to this job. How can I make it better? How can I help uh, with the client? How can I help my team? And then also, you know, like aim higher. Like this is something that you know I I carry through every day. And also, you know, the diversity and champ, uh, the, uh, champion diversity and in- inclusion. It is insane. This company, like, Bookie, you know that we 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 work to we used to work together in WaveMaker. It was quite diverse already. I've seen quite a lot of. Uh, I have seen mm-hmm. three worlds, right? Agency, client, and the media partner. And then agency, which is WaveMaker, was already really uh, diverse. Uh, TikTok was another level. So, like, that just makes sure, you know, like, the part that you are, you know, craving for success and then also, you know, be yourself, that part you have to, you know, show that during your interview. I think that's very, very important. That's something that they truly celebrate in this company. Okay, wow. I believe it because, like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah they, they let me to do a lot of the DEI, yeah. like, that's why Bookie, you know, mentioned about you know, I, I've been doing a lot, like, they they try their best to support you. That's what, yeah, your credentials, your credentials in the space are high. I'm always seeing you, there's always something on LinkedIn, you're always doing something, and TikTok, always yeah. doing something, you're always a massive part of it, but. Like, nah, I think that was a fantastic just yeah. 
summary of all of that, especially with the curveball question that went through <laughs> you. You weren't expecting that one, but you handled that like a professional. So all I can say is thank you. Thank this you is a fantastic, so fantastic conversation. I had a lot of fun today. So um, yeah, Lauren, hopefully we'll have you again soon, but if not, I'm sure we'll see you around. Um, and if any anyone has any questions for any of us, um, you know, we're all over LinkedIn, so just mm-hmm. holler, holler at us and we can do that. Yeah, um, awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Lauren, for your time. Thank you. Thank, thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been another episode of the Media in Color podcast. My name is Obina. With me is the amazing Bookie. And we had an amazing guest together with us in Lauren. Um, yeah, have an amazing rest of your day. Thank Peace. you. Bye.